Welcome to the March to a Million podcast with Greg DuPont, founder of the Wealth Solutions Network. In this podcast, Greg shares his journey to positively impact one million lives by creating an army of financially minded attorneys who embrace an expanded role in their clients' lives. Greg and his guests challenge the status quo in the legal profession and the financial services industry and show attorneys how they can improve their lives, provide greater value to their clients, and experience greater professional satisfaction. Join us in this movement and strengthen your business by learning how to solve your clients' most pressing financial problems. Hey, hello, and welcome to another March to a Million podcast with Greg DuPont. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Now, Greg, uh, you just had this amazing uh, interview with Jeff from Insuremark, uh, right? Uh, tell us a little bit about why you wanted to have this episode out to the public. Yeah, you know, as we've been working our way through the pillars, which is part of the initial training and very important to the overall structure, what we're doing here at WSN, let alone the culture. Uh, as I started talking to people that have come to us from kind of our soft opening here, and as I look towards uh, our first founders class in the upcoming weeks and months, what has become apparent to me was that this one topic that we ta- that we cover in Jeff's uh, training that we just refinished is for many people I talk to the f- most direct path to them getting what they're looking for, which is positive ROI within a very short period of time. My my promise to make you uh, ROI positive within 120 days, this is the one key that for many estate planning attorneys um, is it will flip their practice around literally overnight. So I wanted to get this out, take a little break from our talk about the pillars, get this one out here so people understand the power of, of engaging in a conversation that the clients are not currently having with their professional advisors. All right, well, let's get into it. So I'm really excited to share my guest with you today, Jeff Sather. He's one of our strategic partners here. Uh, Jeff is an expert in the area of long-term care. Uh, And Jeff and I uh, just recently recorded our training session for members of WSN uh, on the way that long-term care can be a key to adding six figures of revenue to your practice, as well as providing an incredibly unmet need right now. So without further ado, uh, Jeff, welcome, and thanks for joining me today. Hey, happy to be here, Greg. As we get started, just a little context for the listener. Can you give a little bit of your background and how you got into uh, what you're doing and why I call you an expert in the area of long-term care? Sure, absolutely. No problem at all. Uh, I, I have been on the long-term care side of things uh, for, we're, we're coming up on 10 years here shortly. And this has been a, it turned into a crusade of mine, a passion of mine, because uh, I used to work for an organization where I headed up the entire organization when it came to annuities, life insurance, disability insurance, and long-term care. And it just so happened long-term care was our weakest product, our weakest performing product. And quite frankly, I discovered that we had the wrong people in charge of it. So as the boss, I decided, let me take charge of this one as my little pet project. And the more I dug in, the more I learned, the more I educated myself, I realized, wow, um, people need this. This is really important. 
protection. And lo and behold, it, it was about a year into it. My mom calls me out of the blue and says, hey, Jeffrey. I said, yeah, mom. She goes, your father and I, they were 72 at the time, have a hole in our portfolio. I'm like, what's the, port, what's the hole? She goes, we have no long-term care insurance. I'm very afraid of that time bomb. And my mom, background in her, was a registered nurse uh, for 45 plus years. So she has seen everything that could happen to people physically and mentally over 45 years, working in a hospital in multiple departments over her career. And I said, okay, I will sit down and we will figure out what's the best solution for you and dad um, to fill this last hole left in your portfolio using her words. So since then, I have been educating attorneys, CPAs, uh, agents, financial planners, advisors, anyone who deals with advising clients on their money, growth of their money, protection of their money and portfolios on this particular space because it does so much to give people peace of mind. And uh, as my family's got uh, quite a story when it comes to long-term care and uh, having it or not having it. The bitter pill. The bitter pill. The story of the bitter pill, which I could share if you'd like. Yeah, I, think I don't know if you want to now, but maybe. Well, well, no, I, I know that that you you do like to share because it personalizes this. People, first of all, before then, um, you know, Jeff will share with you some studies as to just how few people are getting this guidance from their counsel, whether it is their attorneys, their financial guy, their insurance guy, it's not being talked about. And it's partly because of some uh, historical taint to the product. But because of this lack of attention to it, this for many estate planning attorneys is the number one opportunity for them to provide greater value to their customer, as well as improving their practice, saving them from the bitter pill. So Jeff, share the bitter pill, because this is why Thank you. you're driven to do what you do. Yeah, it is. It really is. So um, my my dad and I, my dad just passed away this March at 78. So we had this conversation, I would say seven, when he was 74-ish, so four years ago. I, mean, I was at home up in Wisconsin looking at my dad, and we're originally as a family from Duluth, Minnesota. And my dad grew up on 23 acres of gorgeous, beautiful white birch and pine forest. Gorgeous. And I ran around those woods ever since I grew up. Just gorgeous. And granite rocks and boulders out in these woods and peaks and valleys. And, and his dad and his uncles and his grandfather um, built that home in those woods in northern Minnesota with their own hands. They literally built it. And he would tell me stories about camping out there as kids before the home was built on their land and the excitement they had of this new home they were going to have in the woods. And uh, they built this home, beautiful home, raised five kids there in northern Minnesota. And all the kids are grown, moved, raising kids. Um, my grandpa, Gordy, was the jokester of the family. My grandma, Alice, lovely, lovely lady. And um, one day, my, my grandma's diagnosed with dementia. 
She has early onset dementia and she lives at home with grandpa for about two years, somewhere in that 18 to 24 month frame. And grandpa had to make a really hard decision when he woke up in the middle of the night to grandma standing in the doorway um, with a ball peen hammer, thinking he's an intruder um, at the bedroom doorway. And he says, Alice, it's Gordy. It's your husband. And she didn't know because she has dementia. And he, he realizes, I have got to make a tough decision. I have got for my safety and her safety, I have to finally put her in a home, which he did. And she lived there for six and a half more years in a facility, full-time, round-the-clock care. Well, the sad part is, is obviously dementia. Grandma didn't know where she was, who people were, who was visiting, or she would have slight glimpses. We would take her out to pizza joints and places to eat, and she would perk up when the great grandbabies were around because she loved children. All that being said, Grandpa didn't have the money to fund this. He didn't have any policies or any money saved to pay for that type of thing. So the five children helped when they could. Uh, my dad and his brothers and sisters. But quite frankly, I looked at dad and said, when's the last time you've been home? He says, ah, years. I won't go back. It's a bitter pill. It's a bitter, bitter pill. I said, what do you mean bitter pill? He goes, bitter pill to swallow. I said, explain. I, I don't know what you're saying. He goes, Jeffrey, your grandma, my mom lived there for six year and a half years. Grandpa didn't have the money to pay for it, didn't have a policy. So what he had to do is he had to commit the future sale of our property, 23 beautiful acres and our hand-built home to the state of Minnesota. Meaning, once he passed, the sale and proceeds went to the state. They, they got to sell it and get the proceeds to pay for the care for grandma and eventually him because dad needed to go to the same facility eventually he didn't live there nearly as long as grandma um and if i recall maybe a couple of years grandpa lived there and that was it he goes so we we inherited nothing none of that land none of that sweat equity none of that hard work none of those beautiful acres that we grew up on as kids and you grandkids got to enjoy it's gone the state got it. It's a bitter pill. I'll never, ever go back to that homestead. Yeah, as a state planning attorneys, we have stories like these that come across our desk all the time. And you know, if we're lucky, we're able to uh, to influence people to understand the need to you create trust structures and otherwise protect their assets from a legal perspective, so that the bitter pill does not have to be swallowed. But we also know that that's a bridge too far for many people that we talk to. And when they're a little younger, even, the, the, it's just too far in the future. And so what Jeff is going to talk about now is the modern approach to leveraging part of their savings to provide the solution to protect the assets, if not completely, but to protect the assets for enough time for you as the lawyer to jump in and take some of the more emergency actions down the road in terms of spend down things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So Jeff, um, I, I teased the story 
uh, with the question, you know, or or prompting to you about the study showing how infrequent consumers are having conversations about long-term care with their attorneys, their investment advisors, their insurance guys. So what do those studies tell us? Yeah, that's a great, great question and teeing up really a great differentiator, in my opinion, of, of those that really dig in and understand this. Only about 10% of the population owns a long-term care policy. So that's an indictment on the industry, and it tells us very few people are talking about it. We know from one of the carriers in the industry who did a survey random of a thousand of their of their policyholders, and they asked their policyholders, hey, we want to ask you a question. Did you bring up the conversation about long-term care with your advisor, or did your advisor initiate this conversation? And the feedback stunned them. And the feedback was this. 87% of the time, clients had to bring up this conversation like my mom did with me. We have a hole in our portfolio. They brought it up to their advisors. Only 13% of the time do those in the know bring it up. And I have discovered over nine years, almost 10 now, why? They don't know enough about this space. People are not educated about this space. Or as you said earlier, I really loved your phrasing, the tainted legacy of old-fashioned long-term care insurance. Because what's happening now is agents and advisors and clients are getting letters from those old school, old fashioned long-term care policies of increase of our premiums are going up. <laughs> Who wants that? No one wants that phone call and no client wants that letter. But they didn't realize at the time what they were, or they did and they just forget because they've owned these things for decades. They've been paying premiums. That they agreed to have their premiums increased when necessary to keep the company solvent, to be able to pay for their policies because they are leveraged on the books. The new approach, so old-fashioned long-term care is something people didn't want to talk about because it's fallen out of favor. It just truly has. Who wants to buy something? They can raise my, my prices in the future at any time by almost as much as they want, right? And oh, by the way, if I pass away and never need it, my decades of premiums are wasted. They stay with the carrier. I was renting that insurance. I didn't own anything. Well, we've taken care of that. The modern long-term care pro pro products have solved that solution. They are contractually guaranteed to never increase on premium or price, ever. And oh, by the way, if you ever pass away without ever touching it or only use a little bit of it, the rest of your premiums are returned to your family tax-free. So we have created by taking a little piece of the portfolio, little piece of their money, we can get them a product that's going to pay them benefits for long-term care needs tax-free. It's going to pay out a death benefit or a return of premium for unused portions tax-free. And then, oh, by the way, if they ever want to just quit and get their money back, they can. 
So they cannot lose with the new modern day policies. Now that last piece, the quit part, here's something really interesting. Less than 1% of clients who own these policies ever quit them. They never surrender them. They keep them because they realize how important these policies really are and what they really protect. Because when we take a piece of the portfolio, we're going to get them 2x, 3x, 4x, 5x their money waiting for them for that average age of claim of 80 years old is when people typically need these. The average age of purchase an issue is 57 year old. So you're wondering who's buying these 50 to 65 is 80% of the purchasing market for these policies. Now I saw something yesterday, Greg, it's going to be new to you that blew my mind. The fastest growing segment age group of people purchasing these policies over the since COVID is over the last two to three years is the 40 to 50 year old somethings. They are seeing what their grandparents are going through and their parents are going through and spend downs and bitter pills and poor planning, hole in the portfolio. And we didn't think about this time bomb of the true cost of a long-term care claim and the length of a long-term care claim. And it is an enormous amount of money. So as we wrap up today, um, as I mentioned in the opening comments, uh, Jeff and I just got off of recording a training on this, which has got my dog very excited uh, about that. Um, <clears throat> training on this for members of the Wealth Solutions Network. Uh, and this one component to your business uh, can be the difference between a comfortable year and a very profitable year. And if you're in a position where your practice is one that's highly reliant upon referrals from investment guys, insurance guys, this is something that you can bring to the conversation as a compliment to what they're doing, not in competition to what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So if this is of interest to you, uh, I urge you to uh, go to www.bit.ly backslash LTC hyphen course to learn more about the course as well as WSN in general. So Jeff, thank you for your time here today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Can I leave you with one thought? Fire away, my friend. If you have not allocated something for long-term care needs in the future, you've allocated everything you own to long-term care needs in the future. Words to remember. Thank you, my friend. You bet. My pleasure. Well, I want to thank uh, Greg for another amazing episode with uh, Jeff Sather from Insurmark talking about long-term care. Listen, if you have not subscribed to the show, make sure that you do. But before you do that, please make sure you go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash T, uh, LTC hyphen course, which by the way, we'll make sure that we have that in the show notes. Again, that's bit.ly, uh, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash LTC hyphen course uh, to make sure that you can go ahead and start accessing this content. So for Greg and everybody here, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thank you for listening to the March to a Million podcast. 
Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available, and get in touch with our team by visiting our website at www.wealthsolutionsgroup.biz or give us a call at 614-432-8065. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wealth Solutions Network. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice from qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have.